Hey. <laughs> oh my god, how are you guys doing? Uh, it is December 21st, and as we, I'm sure, all know, everyone's, like, huge astrology fans, and it's, like, a special day. I mean, it's really a day of, like, change, to be honest. Like, um... I don't know, let me, let me, you know, I'll get right into it, but how is everyone doing? I completely spazzed out and almost forgot to do the Sagittarius sex relationship, guys. Like, I've been knocked on my back, you know, the last, really, almost three weeks. I, you know, I seriously thought that I had the Rona. Um, I was really sick. I can't, you know, like, smell or taste anything. I mean, it's just like pretty much a common cold. I, I it said it was negative, but I'm almost feeling like I need to get tested again. But it's like the Rona has gotten quite close to my inner circle. Um, family now has it, so we will not be going to Christmas. Um, of course, I, you know, I wasn't going to anyway, just to be safe. Like I'm feeling better now and everything, and I am getting my taste and smell back. So I do think it was just maybe like a harsh cold. I mean, obviously it is because I was negative, but I don't know. Sometimes I feel like I need to be, I don't know, reevaluated, but I mean, I'm doing better. Like I'm not showing any symptoms really besides like the smell and tasting, but my nose is also, you know, kind of conge- uh, congested. But enough about that. I did not want to, you know, leave the Sagittarius guys. I'm so sorry <laughs> because I know today is the last day of Sagittarius season and I wanted to make sure I was on time with it um because once we're you know once I'm done with all the signs of this book um we're gonna probably move on to like moon signs and stuff and other things and you know we're gonna learn together because like I'm good with like the signs and stuff and I have all kinds of things like risings and different things elements and everything and I'm great with all those, but I'm not great with like houses and aspects. Like I know what they are and I understand them, but I would like to actually get more training before I can just be like, yeah, with this aspect, you can do this. So of course I'm going to have to use books so that we all can learn together. But I hope everyone is staying safe, seriously, because, you know, this stuff is just like getting crazy. My state's back on lockdown. Um, I mean, we don't have to stay home. We don't have a stay home order. But, you know, restaurants, bars, everything is back. Gyms, they're all closed down again. So, I mean, yeah, it sucks. But I hope everyone had a, like, I don't even know. I think the last time I did an episode was, like, before Thanksgiving, I think, or either maybe after. But I hope everyone's been having a safe and wonderful holiday. You know, Christmas is upon us. I mean, it's insane. Fucking 2020 is pretty much, we got, like, what, a week or two, a week and a half left or so? Or, I mean, it flew by, but, man, 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 man. I mean, it it was definitely, you know, I might do like a reflection thing since I pretty much started this podcast in 2020 and truly I can't be mad with 2020, although it's been my hardest year ever, especially when it comes to my health and life and everything. But there's also some good that came out of it, like, you know, some things that I'm able to change with, you know, about myself and everything else and 
you know, I finally like jumped into something I was really passionate about. Um, but I'll talk about that later. I did not come prepared today. Usually I kind of have, you know, a little bit of a preparedness when I do these relationship ones, but I, I didn't. Cause I like literally last night I was like, Oh my gosh, I was like Sagittarius season. <laughs> it's the last day and I didn't even do the relationship and sex. So we're just coming raw. So this episode might be a little bit longer and I'm so sorry if you guys hate that, but you know, I try to get every single detail in, but before we jump into that, uh, what I was saying earlier was, um, today is like a huge, it's like the, it's like the day of change to be honest. It's December 21st, as I said, and so happy winter solstice. We are officially now in winter, um, winter, of course, um, on the solstice day, uh, the days are the shortest. So now it's going to be like, literally like we live in the nighttime, especially in my state, because it already gets dark at like 4.30. So um, yeah, the days are much shorter in winter. And you know, the leaves are all gone, you know, no more colorful leaves, everything's, you know, pretty much dying and dead and, you know, waiting to, you know, transform and bring back life on spring. But I don't know if you guys have heard, but today is officially the Great Conjunction. It's basically Saturn and Jupiter are, they're, I mean, they're besties right now. They're, (laughs) they're very close to each other. Um, This happens, I believe they said every 20 years. Um, And if you guys don't know, conjunctions are very powerful. Um, Conjunction means that these planets, um, abilities and what they represent are increased like 20 fold pretty much um it can be good because they're both in um both Jupiter and Saturn is in Aquarius and baby if you have (laughs) Aquarius and Saturn happy Saturn return because it's here now it is here and I'm telling you I went through my Saturn return and it was not nice it was horrible um, I also had a, not only was I born with a, um, conjunction with, uh, my son and Pluto, I also had a, um, a conjunction this whole year and guess in what house it was, the sixth house, the house of health. That's the reason why my health was a piece of shit this year. And, um, finally it's finally fucking transitioned out of my sixth house, I think it's at the end, I believe, because Pluto's officially, um, for when it's in Aquarius, and, um, I mean, not Pluto, I'm sorry, um, what was it, yeah, um, it's in, it's in, oh my god, I'm tripping, it's still in Capricorn, but it's out of, it's out of my house, and it's no longer, like, by my son, or whatever, um, it was hell, um, it can bring great things, so for those of you, because, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm not really great with the aspects and stuff, I, um, want to read you guys these particular planets, and what a conjunction is, so you can kind of get the idea, so, 
I know that Jupiter is basically the planet of expansion. It's about growth. Um, I know in medical astrology, um, usually if you have some hard aspects to Jupiter, um, obesity is usually part of the uh, issue with that um, because Jupiter likes to grow. It likes to expand. It likes to get itself out there. It's a very happy, jovial planet. Um, and Saturn is very cold. Saturn is a very cold and serious planet. And if you have a hard aspect to that, it can fuck you up too. We, we actually use Saturn to, um, Saturn and Mars to dictate how well you digest your food and how fast. And we, uh, you know, like we go by the signs and the elements. And if you guys didn't know, um, of course, fire is the best element to have, um, you know, the sign, like if you, if you have like an Aries and Mars, you're doing great. Cause not only is, um, it happy there, um, fire burns. <laughs> so that means you're really burning calories. You're burning, you're really, you know, like digesting your food well and everything else, depending on the aspect, of course, but still air is the second fastest water is slowest. And then earth is the slowest. And as you know, yours truly has an earth Mars. So it made a lot of sense when I learned this stuff about my chart. Um, because I, I truly am someone who I'm not really that hungry. And, um, it just like, I can really eat like once or twice a day and I'm good because it's just, that's how slow my metabolism is. Like I have to literally like be active and move to not gain insane amounts of weight. Um, so yeah. <laughs> and my Saturn's in a water sign, so yeah, not cool. But anyways, enough about that. Um, but it's it's pretty interesting. So I don't know if you guys like like I said, I'm gonna try to work on learning more before I can give out those, but I do um work on those services. Somebody actually wanted to pay me to find that out, so I was like, hey, why not? <laughs> You know, so I charge very small because, you know, I only know that aspect of it the best. You know, I'm not going to, I'm not, I don't diagnose because that's way out of my league. I'm not a doctor, but I can tell you, like, I can, I can basically tell you, like, whatever, look at your chart and then tell you what's going on. And then you let me know if that's right or not, or if that's what you're feeling or going through. But this person was very happy and he was ecstatic 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 about it and everything he said was 100 100% on for him so I thought that was cool and you know he's gonna make some changes and you know try to you know get himself even better but anyways so as I said Jupiter I'm reading from the Numinous Astro Deck by Ruby Warrington and Bess Matassa no I am not sponsored but I really enjoy this deck um, so Jupiter, expansion, keywords, gamble, faith, wildness, excess, spillage, voyage, philosophy, abundance, goodwill, searching, unfolding, adventure, high education, exaggeration, hypocrisy, and religion. And as we know, uh, Jupiter rules Sagittarius and Pisces. Um, and of course, we know that um, Neptune is the modern ruler of Pisces, but really I like to go by the old world old rulers because they were in those you know they were the rulers for thousands of years <laughs> um house um is the ninth 
uh, tarot cards, the Wheel of Fortune, orbit 12 years, changes signs once every year. So retrograde motion once per year for about five months. So it says, get ready to ride, cries Jupiter. With banners unfurled and bags packed, this pumped up pony of a planet is always ready to race into an unfolding adventure that goes on and on far beyond the, the break of dawn. Jupiter wants us to step into the fun house and take a gamble on our larger than life visions and untamable dreams. So yes, guys, this is the time to truly work toward those passions that you have. Think of Jupiter as your cosmic weekend in Vegas, urging you to sidle sidle up to the roulette wheel and roll the dice, where life is an endless buffet with seconds and thirds of every cuisine under the sun. Impetuous, impulsive, and always this last to leave the party, Jupiter can also show us where we've gone too far and stayed out too late. In our charts, Jupiter reveals where we contend towards excess. And where losing our footing can actually help us find our faith. This planet might as well have coined the credo. The universe has got your back. But to truly believe in this philosophy, we've got to slip away from the solid ground and learn how to leap without even looking. So as you guys also know that Jupiter is the ruler planet of Sagittarius. So, And you know how Sagittarius is. They're very free-loving, fun, adventurous, wild, and everything. And you know, this is just um, really a time to really work on your passions, change, you know, like if it wasn't working for you um, or you put it off, this is your time to figure out a way to work towards that. And um, I'm telling you, a little bit goes a long ways, guys. You don't have to do a complete whole transformation and kind of put yourself in a panic mode where it's like, oh my God, if I don't do it this way, like an all or nothing attitude, we don't want that. But just really make little changes. I mean, little changes end up making big change. So it says, when you pull this card, Jupiter swoops in when we need to reconnect the exhilarating, untamable sensation of simply being alive. What is juicy and pulsating and begging for you to place your bets on it with no fear of loss? Where are you feeling stuck to a certain pattern of behavior or way of thinking that's left you feeling parched? Jupiter asks us to expand both our consciousness, and our physical container to loosen any laced-up shoulds and summon the courage to enjoy our life. This card wants you to trust that luck comes to those who are ready to take a gamble in the first place. So your journal prompt for this planet is plan your dream vacation complete with mood boards and outfits. So yes, guys, this is pretty much almost like um, (laughs) a New Year's resolution kind of, but don't look at it as a resolution because I don't believe in making those because I'll explain later because I don't want to bore you guys and make you guys, you know, having to listen to like a three hour podcast, but they just don't work. Put it like that. It's just basically, I'll just go ahead and say it. I used to do um, New Year's resolutions and then I found out that it it has kind of like an all or nothing attitude. It's basically you're saying you're going from not doing, let's say, a lot of it usually involves exercise or, you know, weight loss or going to the gym, building, changing your body. Let's say for the last, let's say we're 25, 26 years old. So for the last 25 years, you have did nothing but let's say um, eat like junk, 
like drink sodas. Um, you're not obese or nothing. You've been a little active, but you just have shitty, you know, a shitty nutrition, you know? And then, you know, oh, you know, when January 1st comes around, I'm going to lose, I'm I'm going to, I'm going to drop everything. I'm just going to quit eating junk. I'm going to eat perfect. I'm going to eat whole foods. But mind you, <laughs> for the last 25 years, you've ate like shit. In my opinion, and from what I've seen with working with people, because mind you, I, you know, am in healthcare. It does not fucking work, including for myself, because you're going with it with an all or nothing approach, which to me, that approach, it works for some, don't get me wrong, is very, in my opinion, Aryan, like Aries. Um, uh, it can work for some, but for majority of the population, it doesn't, because like, for example, for me, one New Year resolution, you know, I, I have like a... I have a, I had rather a sugar problem where I just had to eat sugar like multiple times a day. Hashtag Libra, you know, anybody with Venus is a sugar addict most of the time. Anyways, I was like, yeah, I'm done with cupcakes and cookies and ice cream. I'm never going to have that again. Well, yeah, that worked for the first two weeks. <laughs> like I would say, I would say the first Two to three weeks of January, it worked. But my God, was I white knuckling it? Was I struggling? Like, fuck. Especially when I would walk by something and I would see like strawberry shortcakes. That's like my favorite dessert. I'd be like, oh my God. Oh no. Oh my God. I have to have all this sucks. This, this is just shitty. And it's just like, why, why do that to yourself pretty much? You know what I mean? Because I'm telling you from experience, you can still eat the things you love and lose weight. Now, I'm not saying, yeah, you can just go and fucking eat like a whole fucking whipped cream thing daily, twice and three times a day. I mean, but it is okay if you indulge here and there. You have to have balance. And usually when it comes to New Year's resolutions, it's not about balance. It's about we're just diving in. We're just going to jump in and cut everything off. And then you're white nuggling it and like basically depressed and not happy with your life. Because let's say when you go out with your friends and they're all like eating strawberry shortcakes or having that glass of wine or eating that burger for the day. And you're like, oh, no, I, I, I have to eat a salad. You know what I mean? It's just it's just a setup for failure in my opinion. So I make intentions and goals for the year now, but I make small little like plant, you know, like small little, like I break them down to, to be able to achieve them pretty much. And in that way, I'm not feeling overwhelmed with, Oh, I got to make sure I got to be perfect. Cause that's my problem. I try to do things with perfection and that shit doesn't work. Like you're not going to be perfect. Some people, I guess, can strive for that, but I know that, like, I know myself, and I'm only human, and humans are not perfect, so I just do things that works best for me, and it's it's slow and steady wins the race, and it's worked since then compared to just trying to nosedive into this complete change, but I just went off on a tangent. (laughs) Anyways, um... 
so Saturn, Saturn is the next um, planet and Saturn is wisdom. Keywords form boundaries, barriers, and initiation, trial, labor, sweat, pragmatism, construction, competence, building, pessimism, authority, figures, patriarchy, (laughs) organized religion, signs it rules, Capricorn and Aquarius, House of Ten, tarot card the world, orbit 29 years, changes sign every two and a half years, retrograde motion once per year for about five months. Welcome back to Earth. While we're absolutely made of mystical stardust and all things numinous, Saturn reminds us that to float safely in ether, we've got to anchor down into our flesh and bones and face the boundaries of this world exactly as it is in the sometimes unforgiving light of day. In our charts, Saturn reveals a tender spot spot where we long for something we think we don't deserve or will never get. But this sobering planet has a hidden sweetness that reveals itself with sustained, sweaty labor and conscious commitment. During our infamous Saturn return, which a lot of you guys probably born from 1990 to 94 is about to go through. Good luck. It doesn't always have to be bad. Don't look at it as bad. I know mine's was just a hot fucking mess, but not everyone has to be like that, you know. Anyways, um, which happens around the age of 29 and again near the age 59. We stand on the precipice of free will, mercilessly assessing which structures we need to tear uh, we need to tear down to build our lives to resound with our soul's calling. In ancient mytholo- mythology, Saturn was our connection to time and to our own mortality. The hourglass of the cosmos reminds us that although we may incarnate again and again in different forms, we've got just one chance to make it real and right in the here and now. And so we'd better make it good. So as you can see, um, Saturn is very serious. Um, it, it's really about, you know, work. In my opinion, that's what I get from it. it. It's, you know, it's grounding pretty much. So it says, when you pull this card, Saturn's arrival is a reality check that shines a light on anything that's been cloaked in consciousness or unconscious delusion. But have no fear. Whatever is being exposed, however harshly, is asking you to take logical, pragmatic steps to face up to it so you can change or rectify it. This card can arrive when we feel like things aren't fair, but ask you, but ask that you trust that you're exactly where you're supposed to be, and that whatever constraints and walls are coming up are meant for your rev- evolution. Consider how external boundaries can actually inspire you toward greater competence, and also where you might need to solidify your nos in order to liberate your yeses. Oh, your nose. <laughs> Sorry, your nose in order to liberate your yeses. Journal prompt. I am ready to say no to, and it says, listen, listen to, list 10 things. So I think um, those would be really good because that way you're setting up your boundaries for the things you don't want. And then Jupiter is saying to go forth and do the things that you love with no fear, you know? So this is a very powerful time, guys. And um, I just want us to make the best of it. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to journal after this, I got up really early today and um, I started podcasting because I wanted to make sure that um, I did this for you guys because I have to do, today is going to be Sagittarius Men and then I, after I get off here, 
I have to record the Sagittarius women so that I want to be able to get it out for you guys. Since it's the last day of Sagittarius season, please forgive me again. Um, and plus it's the holidays. So, um, you know, on the 24th and 25th, of course, everyone's going to be <clears throat> celebrating Christmas and Christmas Eve and getting all excited and opening gifts and stuff. So now that we got through all that, you know, and we know what we're dealing with, um, let's go ahead and jump into the Sagittarius man. And today, you know, like I said, I did not do the work and make notes and stuff. Hey, sorry about that. I didn't realize I got cut off. <laughs> Somehow um, my phone started tripping. So that's why it's going to probably sound weird once because uh, I was like in the middle of saying something and now I kind of forgot. Anyways, we're jumping into Sagittarius Man. And um, for Sagittarius Man <clears throat> and for, uh, yeah, for Sagittarius Man, it says, uh the sign of sexual ecstasy. Hmm, sounds sexy. And you guys, as you guys know, every person or every man and woman chapter has a theme to it. And it says Sagittarius man, the maverick. Sagittarius man is the Zodiac's libertarian, a free-willing extremist nobody lives larger than he does. Forever shaking up existence existing codes, and mores, he colors outside the lines in life, succeeding in his endeavors by taking great risks. Being so naturally expansive a character, Sag embodies a sense of abandoned, emancipating situations from the restraints of small-mindedness, resetting standard and ushering in new orders. By right, he can be excessive in attitude and behavior, a living testament to the adage, think big and be big. Indeed, Sag is a born citizen of the world, his oyster, and he approaches any and all experience with any easy exuberance, if not any outright sense of exaltation. <clears throat> his lifestyle may appear reckless, but what others label out of control is often to him a natural state wherein he feels securely composed. It is rather static circumstances that sends him off the rails. In love, he is wildly romantic and effusive. His emotions manifest in a heightened manner, and his displays of affection are often over the top. He is physically drawn to perfect tens, and unlike most men, never shrinks from making a play for such glamazons. Sag exudes an untamed energy, a renegade charm, which along with his signature strapping physique makes him a highly sought-after heartthrob. He wants a playmate and a female partner, one who will share his optimistic vision of life as a great adventurer. With men, he's a big player, only, only settling down with a lover who possesses extraordinary looks, personality, and an extremely open mind. <laughs> Libra who? <laughs> I'm just saying that because it's like, you know, they're all saying that, you know, the Libra man loves aesthetics, which they do, you know what I mean? Um, but shit, you know, sounds like the Sagittarius man goes for these like perfect, they said glamazons, like model-esque type women, but that's what they are. So let's go ahead and jump into the sex and sexuality. <clears throat> I'm sorry. Let me clear my throat. <clears> now, <throat> Sagittarius has incredible luck with the ladies. From the moment he possesses a libido, Sag finds he has ample opportunity to act upon it. 
As an adolescent, his signature athleticism makes him a hero and a heartthrob to hormonally raging girls to whom he appeals on that very visceral level. Typically, although the teens and 20s, Sag will sow more than his fair share of wild oats. Sex is yet another activity that offers him those signature sought-after thrills. In fact, he can become he can become addictive in his behavior, particularly in his desire experience. <clears throat> the ecstasy of climax. And I wonder, I wouldn't be surprised if, <clears throat> I'm sorry, my fucking throat. <clears throat> oh my gosh. Oh, let me hydrate real quick because my throat is like being stupid. I'm so sorry if you guys had to hear that. I have a gallon jug and it has a straw in it, so my bad. Love you. Anyways, <clears throat> I won't be surprised because you know how in each sign, like, um, they represented, like, a, a god or goddess from mythology. <clears throat> like, Scorpio was uh, always given the, um, related with um, Hades. Um, Virgo was related with um, Hephaestus and all that stuff. I will not be surprised if Sag is represented by Zeus because let's be real. Um, Zeus was pretty much, you know, he was the king of the gods, but he was also a, a he was a male whore. Let's just let's just say it how it is. He slept with every fucking goddess, and I I want to say he did sleep with the man too. But I'm not quite sure, but he, I mean, he, and he just, he was just horny. And that's what it sounds like with Sag. Like, you know, they're Jupiter, of course. They're ruled by Jupiter, expansive, you know, impulsive, always going pretty much. So I will not be surprised because remember, we're both reading this for the first time. If Sag isn't having sex, he's thinking of having it, or as is frequently the case, enjoying all sex enjoying sex all by himself of all the males in the zodiac nobody is more the notorious masturbator than the sagittarian wow guys wow and not just as a quick means to an end but often as an elaborate processional of pleasure even when involved in a heated sexual relationship or serial dating as he is as he is won't to do what or serial dating as he is won't to do Sag will enjoy the onatistic practice to the mind of his Dio, Dionysian son of Jupiter qu uh, quantity can be as significant as quality when it comes to the erotic experience damn they're just jumping right on in in this fucking chapter any sex is good sex and he wants to experience it with women and sometimes men too of every size shape descent and disposition Fortunately for Sag, his own brand of looks and blatant fertility meet with widespread appreciation. More than most, he personifies the type of man about whom women fantasize, a charismatic yet carefree character, naturally athletic but a bit messy and rough around the edges. In the savage world of sexual conquest, Sagittarius man is considered big game. And though he often fulfills a woman's wildest imaginings, Many females might choose to relegate such a man to the realm of fantasy or a, a one-off sexcapade. 
opting for a more docile down-to-earth male as a long-term partner. Yeah, I was just about to say that. Like, a Sagittarius, I've never fucked one yet, but they sound like a good time. (laughs) I mean, I can't see myself. And of course, not all of them, I'm sure, are like this, but I'm trying to judge off, like, some shows. And the one that jumps at me in particular is... I don't know if you guys watched the Jersey Shore, but Ronnie is a Sagittarius and yeah, he was, he was a hot mess. Um, usually men who like, I'm a very sexual person, but men who enjoy just sleeping around like that, I don't look at them as a, as a long-term partner for me. It's more of like, it would be more of a good time for me, like a friends with benefits kind of thing. Anyways, <clears throat> not dogging you guys, just seeing my personal experience from what this is saying. I know not every person, you know, there is a whole chart. This is mainly going off sun signs. And I also like to say that it can work for Sag rising, Sag moons, and really Sag Venus or Mars too, you know, so... Anyways, despite his desire for a variety of sexual partners, Sag is looking for a monogamous, permanent relationship once all such oats are sown. He seeks a major merger with a woman who must be willing to utterly join him, uh, utterly join with him. Granted, he typically shops for his ideal mate amongst a population of women with model-worthy looks. Why not? He figures, and yet it is a sense of humor as insouciant jovial nature that he'll prize more than beauty still Sagittarius is turned on by glamour proud to be carting around an awesome an awe-inspiring beauty that other men are sure to ogle the archer rarely at a loss for dates starts shooting higher and higher and his attempts to score a relationship thriving on the challenge and thrill that such romantically lofty pursuits provide often it is flamboyance or either or even fame that Sag finds most attractive in a mate. Again, not because he is a status seeker per se, but rather because such an association suggests excitement. Notoriety, particularly of the global variety, is an attribute of his ruling big daddy planet, Jupiter. Just another expression of Sag's expansive nature. More is more, bigger is better. By the same token, Sag doesn't deal in trifling casual relationships. He either sleeps with someone and moves right along, sending the occasional maintenance postcard, should he be later decided to dock again at the port, or he seeks to fold a woman completely into his life, like some large conglomerate swallowing up a smaller vital enterprise. To be with the Sagittarian long-term, a woman must realize that resistance to being absorbed in his imaginative vision of life is futile. Futile. This rare willing woman he he stumbles upon might already embrace her own soaring view of existence, though typically Sag is drawn to someone for whom he can unlock the doors of of perception, exposing a more insular partner to his particular brand of wide-eyed optimism. The irony, however, is that Sag's mate must be on confident, so confident as to never feel threatened by his need to perform such a spiritual make makeover. He will rarely try to change her external qualities or superficial aspects nonetheless. One might notice a rather marked alteration in the archer's mate appearance. As he begins to rub off on her for like Dionysus, the liberator, Sag wants to free a woman's subliminal self of all all psychological and emotional 
limitations. After all, someone as expansive as him requires an equally buoyant, bouncy, if not outright elastic partner. And his zeal to lift his mate's spirits, though usually unbeknownst to our ebullient, ebullient Sag, he ends up over time turning his woman into a female version of himself. Woody Allen's mates, Luis, Lacer, Diane Keaton, Maya, Mia Farrow, all access their inner nebbish through intimate connections with him. Other examples abound Sinatra's true love was free and easy alter ego Ava Gardner. Top male model icon Joe DiMaggio's was internally bound to top female pop icon Marilyn Monroe. Kenneth Baronet was paralleled by Emma Thompson. Ben Stiller found his comedic counterpart in Christine Taylor. Benjamin Bratt, his female doppelganger in Talia Soto. Even Jennifer Aniston loosened up her hairdo while augmenting her box office appeal upon watching herself to bohemian ex-hubby Brad, Brad Pitt's Sag ruled hip. What Sag wants is to rescue a woman from the mire of mediocrity, especially that which results from either fear or societal convention. He hopes to expand her outward horizon while widening her internal scope. Self-revelation is the be-all and all of experience from a Sagittarian male vantage point. Ironically, he imagines the simplest way for his love, one to achieve such a state, is to model herself on him, the self-proclaimed foster child for a limitless spirit. So, <clears throat> basically, to me, um, you definitely want to have an open mind with a Sagittarius. Just because they're very, you know, like, free-spirited and philosophical, um, I can see these guys really being into a good, like you know, a good conversation about, you know, like, why are we here? Like, why, like, what's the meaning of life? And all those kind of things like that, like, even like about great philosophers, like Socrates, Plato, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, Because I feel like Sages are, even though they're wild and free, they're very intelligent, extremely. And then they're the kind of person that, they seek to learn more. I mean, I have some Sagittarius placements. It's not in my personal. Um, I do have a Sag Jupiter. Um, and, you know, I, that's kind of how I am, I guess you can say. Like, I enjoy learning. I'm very free-spirited. Um, I love to adventure. Um, so I guess I have some Sag. Um, and it's it's actually my fifth house, too. That's the other thing. Sad astrologer, look at my chart. And they said that um, because it's in my fifth house, I kind of have that saggy, um, you know, like energy of being very fun and wild and, you know, loving nature. You know, that's where my love of nature, my love of adventure and curiosity comes um, from that and everything. So, but, you know, what I'm curious, that's the part we get. You know, because Sagittarius is ruled by Jupiter, which is always huge and big and <laughs> expansive. I truly wonder, do they have, like, huge giant cocks or something? Like, I, I just, like, I wonder that. Like, I wonder, is it going to say that here? <laughs> I'm not trying to be, like, weird. It's just, you can't have, like, I don't know, if you're having the best, like, giant, like, king of the gods planet. You gotta be working with like a fucking anaconda. I don't know. That's just my thought. Anyways, let's get back. 
Okay. Sagittarius, uh, James Thurber's masterwork, My World and Welcome to to It, per- perfectly sums up the archer's attitude toward love relationships. Let alone life in general, a significant other enters into his experience, never vice versa, yet his perception of existence is so expansive and imaginative that a partner need never feel constrained or restricted, playing by Sagittarius free form rules. Whereas Scorpio man, the native of the eighth house of sleep, seeks to nearly narcotize. Oh my God, I don't know if I'm pronouncing this. Narcotize. Narcotize. There you go. Seeks to nearly narcotize a mate. Sagittarius, in light of the ninth house of dreams and visions, wants to be on the same trip with a woman to meld with her as completely as possible, particularly on the superconscious level. His sign's association with the collective mind is ironically nowhere more vividly illustrated than in his intimate relationships. As one of the Zodiac's four mutable signs, Sagittarius' particular brand of synthesizing lives inherit opposing forces is fusion. To him, one and one make one. (laughs) Yet at the same time, Sag and his true love together create something greater than the sum of their two individual parts. For Sag Guy, a love relationship takes on a life of its own. It is the embodiment of his trademark territory perspective, and he almost can't help but look at himself and a lover from the outside third-party viewpoint, a tendency that manifests most as over-romanticizing. Little wonder the romantic poets are described as tapping into the Dionysian. The Sagittarian man embodies a heightened sense of reality wherein experience itself and not least of it, which is his relationship becomes an inspired magical child to be both nurtured and celebrated. No man is more the type to commemorate his love bonds with over the top um, overtures, such as showering his lady with gifts, whisking her off on a surprise excursion or other such trademark displays of scattering the badur with rose petals or memorialized, some special occasion every day or to the solemn solemnize oh my god I'm so sorry guys they have such big words in here that I haven't heard before the sexual experience one potentially detrimental dynamic of being the zodiac sign of expansive Jupiter is an inability to perceive ex- experience from any other perspective than the archer's signature wide angle remove like some big like some Mr. Big Businessman swinging a major murderer, Sag acquires a mate, a move he subconsciously sees as contributing to his company's growth. As well as his outsized fire sign ego is convinced that any woman would benefit greatly from an association with him. Focus is thus aimed at the burgeoning strength of their consolidation rather than their intimate individual needs as experience privately from inside the bond. To be fair, Sag is similarly unconcerned with what he considers the minutiae of his own life. He rarely stops to analyze, let alone heal and psychological or emotional rifts he might harbor. He naturally harnesses his tremendous energy for use in targeting loftier aspirations. He expects his mate to do likewise. Never wallow, keep riding the chimera of life. For all, the, for all the stops, starts, and stabs that his opposite axis sign of Gemini makes at tapping the power of positive thinking. 
Sagittarius man, on the on the contrary, often can't seem to turn it off. For that reason, many would many would be partners feel he doesn't deal with his internal issues enough to sustain a healthy relationship. What these doubters misunderstand is that Sag copes with even his intrinsic intrinsic struggles by letting them run as rampant and wildfire until such time as they simply burn themselves out. Hmm, that's kind of interesting. Um, I don't know. I, 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 how can I say this? I don't know, like, I, I just love, I, I don't know, it's just, it's weird how as an air sign, my perfect matches are fire signs. And don't get me wrong, like, Sagittarius men sound great. I love a man who is intelligent. I love a man who's free-spirited, adventurous, spontaneous, impulsive. Like, that shit is fucking fun. But I'm just not, you know, I'm just not, I just don't really feel fire signs, like, in, in like, a long-term relationship kind of thing. Because it it seems, and I'm not saying all are like this, but it just seems like fire signs have a huge ego problem. And even though that's, I mean, that's what I kind of get from this. Like, I don't, I don't really care for people who, who have like a huge ego because it's just like, it's kind of like what it says. Usually when you have like that thought process, you don't really self-reflect. You don't really try to heal and fix everything. You just kind of try to move on, you know, like, I don't know, just kind of ignore it and I guess like move away from it or something. And I know it says Sag does work on it a little bit, but to me, it just, I don't, I don't know. I'm just not feeling, I'm just not feeling it, I guess. Like definitely friends. Like my best friend was a Sag and of course it was a woman, but, um, you know, to be honest, I don't, I don't think I have any, I mean, actually I do, I do know a Sag, I have a Sagittarius male friend, um, but you know, of course we're all married, and I mean, but he's really funny, and really like out there and everything, but I don't know. It's just, I don't, I just don't seem to, I don't think I've ever been attracted to one. I'm trying to think. And I don't think I have. Um, somehow I just end up with water signs and earth signs. It's, it's so weird. It's just weird. I don't know. I just don't know. Anyways, <laughs> anyways, let's, let's continue. Um, all right. Where was I at? Okay, here we go. So unleashing energy is a prime Sagittarian motive, and along with extreme sports and adventurous journey, sex is one area where the centaur really lets himself go. No male is more abandoned in his approach than the Sag, who is inevitably free of inhibitions and insecurities. Even those archers with physical ahem shortcomings... <laughs> will possess that much more irresistible ablom as conversation. So I guess, um, I guess that answers my questions that they don't have like a giant anaconda dick, at least not all of them. 
Who knows? Sag Mill embodies the notion that in letting go sexually, one inevitably rides out any phobias or feelings. Sag is free from both the self-satisfying urge urges of his fire sign brother Aries, as well as any compulsion to please his partner, which plagues many men. Because Sag is beyond even so blatant a duality as a vividly described beast with two backs, inherently unconcerned with either his own pleasure per se or that of his partner, he may more fully meld with the experience of the sexual act than any anyone, male or female. Sex by nature is ecstatic, yet especially for men, sustaining his rap, rapturous state presence quite a presents quite a challenge it's rapturous i'm sorry but not for our ever-loving sagittarius blessed with the ability the ability to become one with the carnal act despite even the pressing tension of ensuing orgasms he can relax all the more into the peaking pleasure and plateau plateau for quite a while without popping his cork wow meanwhile his lover reaps the obvious benefits it is often said that sex with a Sagittarian man is, in a word, superlative. Sometimes, although not always, without even knowing, it's Sag's signature surrender to the sexual experience allows a woman nature's little receptor to take the baton, forgiving the pun, and run with it. Just as Sag wants to, just as Sag wants to free the woman he loves from the status quo, so too does he seek to liberate her from any sexual ex. In, inhib inhibitions nothing arouses sag more or nothing arouses sag man more than a woman giving herself over to sex from his trademark territory third party perspective he sees the two of them his lover and himself as a whole a chimeric being composed of male and female parts the he-man sexual lib libertine come liberator who provides the proverbial key to opening a woman to the full extent of erotic experience. Sagittarius is the one male who identifies with his inherently sublime pleasure principle within a woman, something he feels uniquely qualified to access and drive to new and limited heights. If anything, the Sag male seems to surrender his own pleasure for the sake of increasing that of his partner. Here, the characteristically Sagittarian myth of Tiresias comes into play. This devotee of Dionysus, a human chimeric priest slash priestess of the archetypal new god, is famed for his revolution revelations on rational sexuality. In an argument between Zeus, Jupiter, and Hera, and Hera Juno on the subject of who gets the most pleasure out of a set out of sex man or woman, both deities claim the opposite sex gets off better than the other. Tereus is employed to settle the difference, having lived for a spell as both man and woman. Legend has it that Tereus, erring on the side of Zeus, claimed that women derive the most enjoyment from the erotic experience. Curiously, nine times more pleasure, to be exact, a conclusion for which Hera bl blinded him. As compensation Zeus bade Athena give Tiresias the gift of second sight that signature sage Sagittarian vision indeed in terms of sex Sag personifies Tiresias perspective combining objective masculine thought with an unparalleled em empathy for feminine feeling 
The sign of Sagittarius portrays this paradoxical battle of the sexes from a third party perspective, which, like the second sided second sexed shit, Teresius looks at life from both sides at once. So, this is kind of nice because this almost so far from what I've read out of all the men, and I think I started at Leo. Leo, Virgo, Libra, Scorpio, and now Sag. I'm going to have to give it to Sag. I think Sag, uh, Scorpio, and even the Libra man was quite interesting because I like how, you know, they said that they they can use their body. They'll allow the female to use their body as an inanimate object since uh, Libra is the only an- inanimate um, sign uh, uh God, I can't. Like, the scales, pretty much, we're not human and we're not animal. But Sag is sounding like a fucking good-ass lover. Like, like they, I like men who, I, I just love men who can just also care about the female. You know, I don't, I wouldn't want a man to just completely focus on me because, I mean, I, I focus on them too, you know? Um, But... I, I like men who just can do that. They can just surrender themselves, like, you know, just really be in it, really have, you know, like really feel like their partner and really do things to pleasure them. And then, you know, when you want to pleasure your partner more, your partner wants to pleasure you. And that just sounds like a fucking like passion right there. Like you, like you would just like, squirt all over the fucking bed in my opinion because it's just like you know I've been with an Aries and I'm telling you I haven't read the Aries section but Aries are usually all about themselves in my opinion um at least the one I had and they're very they don't last long and they pump and they're just pretty much done and that's it they don't really give a fuck about I don't know that's my experience that's why I'm just like (laughs) I don't really care for Aries, but Sag, yeah, Sag sounds like a good time, for sure, you know, I love my, I love my Scorpio husband, because he's, like, you know, amazing, we both work and have sexual chemistry, and I never change that for anything, but, yeah, it just seems like, you know, I would like to hear if anyone's dating a Sag, do they feel like they're, you know, like that, they give their all, and they really, like, pay attention to their, you know, like, them, like, their pleasure and everything. Anyways, in brass tacks, if anybody is going to have a mirror on his ceiling, it is the archer, who, as the sign symbol would have it, is naturally removed from any effects of the swift shaft he may, he may be shooting. This is the rubbin making love to a sag, a present and penetrating as his pounding may be. There is a sense that he's somewhere else as if undergoing an out-of-body experience. Sag guy like Dionysius might represent the principles of disordered frenzy or orgiastic ecstasy. But like that splendid male god, he will often himself be a blasé as can be. Even when in the extreme throes of sexual rapture, his partner might sense that Sag is somehow in the role of observer, sometimes wearing an almost voyeuristic smile, no matter how active Apart, he is obviously taking in the procuring of her pleasure. Mirror or no, he sees himself from a sort of aerial view working in his mind's eye at becoming a screen-worthy sex symbol, if not providing one long, continuous money shot. 
As a nod to his Donesian association with the vine, his conduct is spontaneous and twisted. He is notorious for coming at a woman every which way, often to climactic results. So too does Sagittarius seem to embody that which women find most lacking in other men, a need to cling and and entwine himself, which he does with passion and persistence. In any case, he is random in his sexual manner. Everything goes everywhere with no predicting what where his fingers tongues or penis might might next alight typically he's a legs and ass man a woman's tits sometimes generating little more excitement than his own whether for the sheer love and if you guys didn't know sag rules the thighs and the ass so (laughs) it makes sense whether for the sheer love of this area or because it represents just that much more a sense of taboo. Sag, like his neighbor Scorpio, tends to push the envelope envelope on anal sex more than most guys. For many women, anal sex represents a major milestone, a possibility that incites expansive nature all the more. He relishes seeking seeing his lover reach beyond set sexual limitations in hopes that she'll eventually beg him to do something she had originally considered outrageous. If Sag is to be continually fulfilled by a woman, she must, in effect, become more hedonistic, if not outright raunchier, in her approach to sex and, indeed, to life. Every day, Sagittarius man proves his theory that transcendence is achieved through a certain sense of abandon. Little wonder he can be so addicted to sex and activity in which there is always a new act to encounter and an ever-increasing opportunity to let down one's guard. Sag sex, uh, Sag likes sex to be long, on time, cool, on tone, but always with a twist. He is quite simply kinky by nature, just as he likes to wrap his physical body around a woman, giving her the sense that he is an omnip- omnipresent as Zeus himself. So too does he seek to inf- infiltrate every corner of a woman's psychosexual being. He is an explorer of fantasies, driven to uncovering desires that may lie dormant in the recess of his lover's mind. He may employ erotic play, lightly entertaining his partner in pointed directions en route to picking curiosity and inevitably making carnal inroads. Being the Zodiac's chimera often means he is mixy-matchy in both temperament and sexual behavior, a quality that may manifest as simple swapping of undies with his lover. Leo, Leo, leopard print bikinis are his favorite, or progress more elaborately to a role reversal swing on full-on group sex. If any guy will welcome his wife or lover strapping on a dildo and giving him what what for, it will be the sad man who enjoys that that act's topsy-turvy essence. His famous third-party perspective means he's very much into threesomes. <laughs> Whereas many signs might welcome an occasional third wheel rolling into the bed he or she shares with a partner. Sag man tends to be what will himself, that will himself, tired of just eating his own tail, believe us, he would if he could, happily careening into the lives of couples looking to round out their sex life. Sagittarius loves to step in, sizable reputation and infamous staying power in tow to please a woman with the proper pummeling in this scenario it is not only the notion of a sex star of women begging for release that arouses him, but the sense of humiliation being directed at the comparatively lesser lacking husband. 
or boyfriend also strikes an erotically sadistic chord. In certain cases, if anyone involved is so inclined, Sag might even take things an infamous step further, topping the other guy and thus simultaneously satisfying and shamming this fellow in the face of his woman. Such is the Sagittarian seat of power, to prove how much more superhuman he is than the next guy and be gone. For better or worse, in a purely sexual context, Sag is rarely inspired to revisit the same experience for him. Once is usually enough, Sag fancies himself the quintessential gigolo. Oh, quintessential gigolo. Indeed, in hiring a paid consort, one might hope he turns out to be a Sagittarian built to deliver that more, much more bang for the buck. As a sexual persona, the archer is at once breathtakingly masculine and radically open-minded, allowing for endless possibilities in the pursuit of pure pleasure. As a rule, Sajmel is not so much bisexual as he is pansexual. Regardless of whether he self-identifies as straight or gay, the archer is most at ease in the intimate company of other men. By nature, he embodies a sense of the homeoprotic, totally steeped in uber-masculine experience. The straightest of centaurs is so confident in his masculinity as to never feel threatened by or, or phobic about the gay world. In a signature twist, Sag Guy is rather more like most women in regard to same-sex relationships. Platonic or not, bonds with other men are naturally strong and intimate. In either case, Sag Guy is not one to subscribe to the same-sex double standard many men espouse. That sex between women is a natural erotic behavior that shouldn't necessarily be defined as lesbian, while even a subtext of attraction between men signifies weakness, provoking revulsion. Sag man, no matter which way he swings, tends to apply the former vision of girl-on-girl sexuality to the world of men as well. Intimate relationships with another guy, whether of a sexual nature or not, are seen as an expression of male empowerment. Just to say, the lesbian movement is viewed as reinforcing feminism as a whole. From adolescence, Sagittarius inhabits a testosterone-themed world, being the consummate rough and tumble boy thrusting himself headlong into masculine experience. As a boy, he forms infamous crushes on older males, gratefully playing bat boy or other such subtly insinuating roles, where his hero worship can be put to constructive use. The archer boy aims to please those giants in his myths as well and will be witness to or initiate in any such passing. Homosexual fancies that invariably arise among the hormonally charged um, older adolescents he idolizes. Such erotic play is part and parcel of many a secret society of this age with such acts are shrugged off as an antidote to blue balls and an interior release on the way to consistently scoring with females. Sharing with the somewhat older male he admires sets Sag up for feeling psychologically superior to boy to boys his own age. Later, at a straight man, this experience breathes in Sag a sense of absolute ease amongst male peers, as if he alone has passed through some clandestine rite of passage. He may maintain in anything goes attitude towards sex all of his life. 
one that includes bisexual activity as no big deal, which explains why so many Sag guys enter long-term relationships with bisexual women, since as a couple, they can swing any which way. As a gay man, Sag's masculine chick boyhood lends him an elevated uh, status amongst peers, typically becoming the fabled, straight-looking, straight-acting stud that many a hopeful homo is seeking to hook up with. Gay Sag is almost pathologically male. Like the other fire signs, Aries and Leo, he may be the consummate top, and yet, unlike those other characters, he is drawn to the pretty, the real pretty boys, if not outright femi men for mates. Ironically, of all the gay men in the Zodiac, Sag may, may be hands down the most miso mis mis misogynistic, as if taking his signs' astrological alignment with patriarchal experience all too literally. In his particular gay world, women are anath anathema. He finds all the femininity he may need in the gorgeous Tiresias he seeks to sexually befriend. Like, this, like his straight counterpart, the gay centaur pushes a lover to the limits, and his attraction to docile demure, if not obviously straight-laced lads, is where this grand fantasy begins. His combined romantic and sexual needs are complex, like a wild stallion for whom the presence of geldings is a calming influence. A pretty submissive fellow tends to soothe his soul, while other aggressive types like himself pose a challenge, firing him, firing him up a dynamic best reserve for Sag's sporting or other physical endeavor. Indeed, gay Sag will typically enjoy a large group of like-minded, mostly straight butch friends, but these rugged lads are rarely the type with whom he seeks to mate. Besides being a calming influence, the coy, somewhat sissified partner he opts for should be submissive enough to make the Sag feel overpowering with their sexual exchange. It's a fine line. Sag needs a lever who will take whatever he dishes out, though not so bottomless a bottom that there'd be no stimulating struggle to, to cope with the demands Sag might make. Just as women praise the prowess of the straight senator, gay men will swear that their best ever sex was with a Sag. Still in signature fashion, Trist rarely proceed beyond one night stands, mainly because it is so difficult for the archer to pinpoint that perfect partner who will be eternally hard-pressed to enjoy the surpassing erotic experience that Sag is known to deliver. Perfect sex to the Sagittarian mind should always involve his being considered too much, a blanket manif manifestation of his quant quantitative Jupiterian rule. Taking a lover to the limit might Ex might include exposing him to the more out there world of gay life, bringing him on excursions through the feral landscape of group parties and after hour clubs, perhaps inviting another dominant character to fully explore, if not exploit his lover's ever expanding submissive side. Still, even amid what might be considered a spiraling chaos of sexual depravity, the noble savage centaur never seems to lose his footing. Something that cannot always be said about his partner, whom Sag will inevitably be there to catch. This is part of the thrill for Sag, to bring his lover to the edge, even push him over it, and then fulfill his ultimate Dione Dionysian role, not only as orgy master, but as savior as well. Relationships, and indeed sex itself with the Sagittarian male, are in effect one big long trust ex exercise. He is a trip, and he knows it. One night spent with this extraordinary 
being provides him capable of offering the kind of wild, fiery, abandoned right to which no other man can hold a candle. Wow. So that's it. That that that's it for the <laughs> the man sexual and somewhat relationship. So from so far, what I'm reading, um, Sagittarius seems like a very a very fun lover very fun sex partner like that seems like somebody who would be down just to experience with everything so if you have a sag boyfriend or if you're curious about how these guys are in bed i would say like ex- you know experience with them experience with the sagittarius they so far seem like the top in my opinion from this book and I think I forgot to mention the book, but this book is Sexuality, The Astrology of Sex and the Sexes by Starsky and Cox. And um, there is so much more to this book. I only read the sexual relationship-ish part. Um, if you want to read the whole thing, please, by all means, purchase the book. <laughs> um, so let's go ahead and jump into the couplings. I was really, like, surprised, though, with Sag. Uh, I, you know, I never... I've heard, to be honest, from some friends and some astrology groups that I'm in, whenever people are like, oh, who's the best at sex? I have not heard um, not one complaint about um, a Sagittarius, to be honest. Um, Sagittarius, I think, is the one that comes in like Sagittarius, Geminis, Scorpio. um, Who else? Pisces meal. I get, I hear a lot about, I hear that those are like some really good, some really good sex people. So yeah, there you go. (laughs) Anyways, let's go ahead into the couplings of the Sagittarius man. I'm going to read the straight ones first, and then I'm going to read the gay ones after. So we already know that this is Sagittarius. So Sagittarius man and Aries woman, bucking authority. They live way outside the rules. He's unhurried and eschewed. She's unbeholden and autonomous this is a super couple that easily finds professional success sexually they're exceptionally open-minded Taurus woman fixation at first sight Sag's colossal self-confidence transforms this twosome in her he's found a savior financially they don't see eye to eye she's one lover who'll satisfy his outsized libido Gemini woman, she's addicted to bold, beguiling Sag man. They're in absolute accord. Their bodies, too, snap into place like puzzle pieces. Sex, like all aspects of their shared life, is a wild with rounds of overt experimentation. Cancer woman, he's undaunted by her turbulent temperament, exhausted from taking life so seriously, she finds relief in his lively approach. A notorious wild couple, they might live hard and fast and bed immense appetites are indulged. Um, Leon Woodman, their courtship is formal, uh, enveloped in etiquette, played by the rule. She is nurturing presence. He's that stud he's been searching for. Waiting is a way to build excitement. Their first encounter is explosive. Virgo women, they might, they meet early in life, often staying together through thick and thin. She's overshadowed or sacrificed to his success to his success despite resentments virgo satisfied being of service sexually they've no need for enhancements libra woman she's in unknown territory he's relaxed in the company of such a cool character in bed libra loosens up accessing her naughtiest needs sag is spellbound 
He is scored a sophisticated woman willing to satisfy, satisfy his every wish. Scorpio woman, his good luck creates his fortune. Her hold on him is firm. What each craves individually is willed through the relationship, especially in bed. For the sake of staying together, nothing is refused. Um, Sagittarius woman, like a god and goddess on Mount Olympus, two Sagittarius make a mythic match. Together they feel entitled to the material wealth that seems to seek out sexually. This is the stuff of which legends are made. Capricorn woman, a, gla- a glamorous pair with an iconic allure that both express and intimidates an- anyone outside their social set. Still, the focus and inward in their homes is a cozy cocoon in bed, though it's down and very dirty. Aquarius woman, there may seem ill-suited, but it's an illusion. With her, he's found a lifeline paired with Sag, the water bearer sets herself up for a brighter future in bed. They break from old behavior together. It's earthy crunchy. Pisces woman, from the start, they enjoy an unspoken understanding. Both know it's time to stop running from love. Bohemianism is their mode. She's a, she's a gypsy at heart. Sag trades his bowler for a bear at sex is messy and fussy fabulous. And here is the gay um, couplings. So Sagittarius man, Aries man, these fire signs share a slew of qualities, palpable masculinity, masculinity, love of adventure, a body, sense of humor. Still, there's a discord. Aries is a neat freak, not to Sagittarius in bed. Both men will be anything twice. Taurus man, a force of nature. Together, they seem capable of ruling the world. Still, there's trouble. There's, there's trouble. Sag takes the upper hand. Taurus tags along too willingly. A purely sexual scenario is perhaps preferable. Gemini man, volatilely is their shibboleth. Gemini's temperamental nature knows no bounds. The archer is fiercely fickle fellow. One or the other may be unwilling to commit. Still, for a few nights, this pairing is unparalleled. Cancer man, cancer is tough nut to crack, especially guarded with straight shooting sag. Soon, it's clear their quality of life concerns correspond. The archer's extensive sexual past shouldn't prohibit partnership. Cancer hides quite a history of himself. excuse me leo man together two high rolling key men live even larger sag is especially audacious for fortune for fortune seems to surround them sexually too they've hit the jackpot it's all a game extreme behaviors get gets much play virgo man virgo's neat sag is untidy at first they're anxious in each other's company but a love of the finer things unites them they'll make ideal travel companions in bed some disorder is desirable Never a dull moment. Libra man. Together they strike creative gold, having explored the limits of expression. Often with dazzling results. In bed, Libra is a minion under a powerful Sagittarian spell. A need for adventure may mean messing with group scenes. Scorpio man. Sag is seduced and shocked by shadowy Scorpio. Physical compatibility is assured. Emotional uh, understanding takes time. Sexual expectations are great in this case. The agile archer has a hard time keeping up. <clears throat> Sagittarius man. Together, two archers polarize into distinct, distinctly different aspects of their arch- archetypal natures. The student and the teacher, especially in bed, they can do couple pers- personifying the power of positive thinking. Capricorn man. Sag is a macho choice of mate. Still, they share sad sense of humor and an infinity of for flashiness and their downtime it's all about long leisure sex sections inviting a third perhaps a strange 
A stranger is status quo. Aquarius man, an extraordinarily passionate pair. Sally such me surrenders to its own instability. Grandiosity is a pitfall. Self-mythologizing means that they live in a land of make-believe. Sexual antics offer border out on out there. Pisces man, the archer admires and often emulates the poison Piscean. It's surprised to see Sag put through his psychological and sexual paces. In bed, it's all about role play. Sag is subject to the imperious fish. And that's it, guys. So that's the end of the Sagittarius Man. And I hope you guys enjoyed that. Again, you know, this is the day of change, of first day of winter. Make the most of it, you know, journal about it, write, you know, the passions, the things you want to pursue during this time. And I will be back with the Sagittarius woman. So you guys, please take care. Love you.